Do you struggle with worry and anxiety? You are not alone. Anxiety is arguably the number one mental health issue today, even for Christians. As a former anxiety sufferer and a neuro coach that's worked with hundreds of women, I've learned that we need practical mindset tools based on both brain science and God's word to get his calming truth into our thoughts. And that's why I host my free anxiety workshop, Three Steps to Freedom from Anxiety Based on Brain Science and the Bible. And you are invited to join me. Go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash anxiety to sign up now for this free workshop. We know it's not good for us, but because again, there is pleasure involved in these behaviors, there is a little bit of us that's like, yeah, but do I really want to give that up? Hi, I'm Alicia Michelle, Bible teacher and certified neuro coach who loves helping Christian women learn how to renew their minds using brain science and biblical truth. If you struggle with anxiety, perfectionism, worry, feeling like you're never enough, you are in the right place. I've been there and I understand how frustrating it is to know God's truth but not feel it in your heart. I created the Christian Mindset Coach Podcast to teach you practical brain and biblically-based mindset tools to help you step out of overwhelm and step into the confidence, the joy, the peace, and the closer walk with God that comes from a renewed mind focused on God's life-giving promises. Grab a cozy spot and let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Christian Mindset Coach. I'm so glad you're here with me and I cannot wait to talk about today's topic. It is a continuation of what we have been talking about for a few weeks now. We are in this series on the number one mindset questions that I'm asked. Self-sabotage is the top of the list here. So we've been talking about in episode 156, the mindset question like, why do we do this? Why do we do what we don't want to do? Episode 157 was an example of this. We shared an example call from inside the Christian Mindset Makeover. One of the clients inside there, she was sharing how she doesn't understand why she cannot get over this habit of wanting to binge eat every single night. So we talked about some strategies beyond that. So that's a great conversation. Episode 158 was, how can we stop self-sabotage? in the moment by coming up with a different actions plan. What are we going to do differently? And there were some powerful questions that I encourage you to ask yourself and to come up with a list of some healthy behavior strategies to use instead of the self-sabotage, things that would satisfy that need for comfort, for the relief from pain or for pleasure, other things. And so today we are going to talk about a very specific exercise that goes along with the behavior strategies and the questions and all of the things that we've been talking about, but it's a specific thing that you can do to help yourself break up from specific self-sabotaging behaviors. This is amazing. This exercise in itself can bring you so much freedom. I cannot wait to share more about it with you. But first, let me share something that encouraged me, which is a listener rating and review that was recently submitted. And again, I love hearing these. These are so powerful for me. They keep me going here in terms of how to how to share on the podcast in terms of topics and also that what we're sharing about is making a difference in your life. So this is from 321 Capped. And the title is Listen and Reap the Benefits. Alicia is an incredible champion for knowing Jesus and living the abundant life in Christ. I am blown away at how insightful and useful this show is. Subscribe, listen, and reap the benefits of a closer walk with God. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that what we're talking about here is not only insightful, but it's useful. And yes, I always want to make sure that everything I talk about reflects my love for Christ and encourages us to be champions for Christ. So yes, thank you for subscribing and would love to hear again from you if this show has been 
a benefit to you, if it's a way for you to shift your mindset and to think about things in a different way than you hadn't before, I would love to hear that. You can just go to your podcast player. In Apple Podcasts, you scroll to the bottom where it says ratings and reviews. You click on leave a review or write a review, and then you would give it the number of stars. I would love it if you could give it five stars. And type it and submit it. It really is that simple and that easy, and it would mean the world to me. And it would also help this podcast show up more in the podcast players so more people can find and learn about these free messages on how to renew your mind. Let's talk about this self-sabotage strategy exercise that really is a powerful tool that can help you break up with self-sabotage. Because sometimes we find ourselves doing these things and we're like, but I kind of liked that. Like it was my little thing. When we talked about that in um, episode 157 with Angela, she was talking about, but you know, having my little snack at night is this chance for me to just sit down and indulge myself. She used words like it was my treat to myself. And, And we can have these like like illicit affairs, so to speak, with these behaviors where we're like, we know it's not good for us, but because again, there is pleasure involved in these behaviors, there is a little bit of us that's like, yeah, but do I really want to give that up? And so by working through this exercise, you can begin to see, yes, I'm going to acknowledge that, but here's what I'm doing differently. So this exercise was inspired from a another podcast. It was called the Dear Body Podcast with Jessie Jean. And she mentioned something similar to this. So we're definitely not using exactly what she said, but it was an inspiration for me to begin to think about what could be something practical that I could do, that clients could do in order to learn how to create new behaviors and give themselves permission to break up with self-sabotage. And I also think of the ideas that Marie Kondo shares when she talks about organizing. If you're familiar with Marie Kondo, she is kind of someone who is who a couple years ago was really in style talking about organizing your life and getting rid of things that no longer were helpful to you so that you could have this clarity, you could have joy and welcoming in joy by decluttering, things like that. And so I think of this aspect of this letter, and you'll hear it in a minute, how it's how we use elements of what she talks about in there in this letter of of being thankful for what the clothing for example in her case had brought them or the item had brought them how it had brought blessing how it brought encouragement but that its time was up and it was going to be moving on to to be used in someone else or to be used for someone else and it had a different purpose now and so we're going to kind of take that mindset and adapt that into what we're going to talk about here in this exercise so let me get into this I literally, when I talk about this exercise, I literally want you to write a letter as if you were writing a letter to this behavior. Let's say it is binge eating, since that's something that a lot of us can relate to. It's something we talked about in episode 157. The idea of, I'm going to sit down and address this because it's kind of like been my little friend, right? It's been my little secret pal that kind of been there for me. It's never let me down. You know, there's there's even country songs about like, I don't, like you know, women have let me down, but my Bud Light has never let me down. Things like that. It's kind of funny. But these are the behaviors that were like, yeah, yeah, they, you know, I I don't know if I want to give that up. There is that really tiny part of us that we have to be real about. And writing a letter like this can be a great way to acknowledge those things and release ourselves from it. So I would break this letter up into five different parts. 
So let me kind of outline what those parts could be, and we'll kind of walk through the process of how you could put this together. So first, the first part would be thanking the self-sabotaging behavior for how it's been helpful in meeting your needs. Now, it's not obviously been the answer. It hasn't met the ultimate need, and that's why it in fact has caused damage, which is what we'll talk about in a second. But in the moment, we have to admit that there's a reason why we kept doing it, because there was some sort of benefit, and there was some sort of pleasure, and there was some sort of release. So we can, like with Marie Kondo, where we pull out that shirt from the closet and go, thank you for how you served and helped me look good for this outfit or for this situation, but it's no longer a good fit for me. And I'm, I'm going to release you and move you on, you know, kind of that same thing. So we can tell ourselves or, or, or kind of mention, what has this self-sabotaging behavior given me? How has it been helpful? And we can say things like, I know what you were trying to do for me, how you were trying to bring me comfort. You were there to help me feel loved, to help me feel worthy. And you can say things like, I'm thankful for how that behavior, say it was binge eating, how it did bring some sort of sense of comfort. So we can acknowledge that because again, we're acknowledging that these things did give us something. But then the second part would be to acknowledge how the behavior hurt you and why it's no longer a good option. So we can say, yet I also know dot, 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 how it hurt me. So I also know that it left me feeling extremely guilty, that it put 25 extra pounds on my body that now I have to work through, that I, not a bad example maybe for my kids and how to manage food, all the things. I mean, again, who knows what it is for you, how you feel, but that it, you can say it hurt me by keeping me trapped in this cycle where now I feel like I have to crave this every night. I have to have this answer. And so we can say, I also know that these behaviors hurt me and we need to be real about that. And we can say also that it was a solution that made sense. It made sense based on my past experiences. I had learned this behavior based on a way to cope in my past, or maybe I saw it modeled for me, or it was just how it was the answer solved. Again, Angela had shared how growing up for her, that was the food was the way that she found nourishment and encouragement and soothing. And then as she was in an abusive marriage for 30 years, that was what she turned to for comfort. So it was so ingrained in her psyche, in her subconscious mind. So again, it's saying it made sense based on where I've been, but it no longer serves me. This is no longer helpful to me. Are you stuck in anxious thought patterns even though you know God tells you not to worry? Is your mind consumed by what ifs? It's like you want God's peace, but you don't know what to do with all these anxious, fearful thoughts. Well, I totally understand. I struggled with anxiety most of my life, even as a Christian. And it wasn't until I became a neuro coach and learned the brain science behind anxious thoughts that I finally was able to find freedom from those fearful what if thoughts that had left me an emotional mess. Listen, it's not enough to intellectually know God's promises that he'll calm our fears. We need practical, brain and biblically based mindset tools to understand how to access God's life-giving peace when anxiety strikes. We need the tools to get the truth into our thoughts. You're invited to join me for a free anxiety workshop where I'll give you the first steps to conquering anxiety. You have the power to manage your anxiety with grace and truth, and I want to help you get started on this journey. Sign up now for this free anxiety workshop at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash anxiety. Look, there's always going to be a reason to be fearful and anxious. 
Jesus said so himself. Let me teach you the mindset life skills that every Christian woman needs to take charge of her thoughts and effectively manage anxious thoughts when they strike. Sign up now for this free anxiety workshop at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash anxiety. First part, thanking the behavior for how it's been helpful. And second, acknowledging how it hurts and why it's no longer a good option. Now, third part, recognizing the new coping strategies you're going to implement. So now we're going to say, these needs that I have, let's say I need to belong, I need to feel comforted, I need to feel safe. These needs in me are normal. They're healthy. And so I'm trying new ways to meet them. I'm trying healthier ways to meet them, such as, and this is where you would go back to episode 158 with the list of ideas of things that we're going to do instead. Now, there's a couple of things that are helpful in doing this sort of step. First, we are out loud saying to ourselves, I'm going to do this instead. This is a strategy that I'm going to try. I'm going to see what happens when I try this. We're literally reminding ourselves, this is what I decided. This is what I'm going to play with. I don't have to have it perfect, but I'm going to do this. The other thing is, is it helps on a, from a brain science perspective in an area called the RAS, the reticular activating system. Now, this is the part of our mind that allows us to filter our attention on certain things. So this is why we can sit in a room and not hear every single noise. Or maybe if you're in a, in a, a busy subway station and there's like a thousand conversations going on around you, you don't hear all those noises, but you're trying to talk to your, your husband, maybe sitting across from you. Your brain is able to filter out all of the things that it doesn't want or doesn't need, and it focuses on what it needs to. So what's really interesting about this phenomenon is it also comes into play when we have things happening in our life. We tend to see the world from what we are filtering in our own experiences. So this most commonly people talk about this, like when I all of a sudden got pregnant for the first time, it's like, oh my gosh, everybody around me is pregnant. Look at all the women who have big bellies and pregnant bellies. And we see it a lot more, but in reality, it's not any different we just are, because of this system in our head, and because this is where our reality is being filtered through, we're noticing it a lot more. So the other aspect of that too, is that it, when we give the brain something different to look for and a different idea to focus on, it begins to go into action to let that happen in our life. So by recognizing the new coping strategies, we're telling that RAS, look, this is what we're going to filter on. This is what we're going to focus on. And it begins to think, all right, well, we're moving towards this now. So it's subtle, but it is a strategy that can be helpful in getting our brain on board with what we're trying to do with our mind. All right. So recognizing the new coping strategies you're going to implement is step three. Step four, sharing why this change is important. You probably heard before, knowing your why is essential to making any change. This is coaching 101. Why are we doing this? What benefit is it going to bring you? How will it change your life? How will it change people around you? Why will you be different? Why is it important? We need to know the answers to those things because that is the fuel that moves us forward. We need to have as much arsenal as we can in these moments, of course, because like we mentioned in the beginning, making a new shift in a behavior is going to take more effort than it is when the behavior has already been established. We're going to naturally want to go to the old behavior because that's what the brain is wired to go to. So we need to have all of the reasons, all of the ammunition for why this change is important. So questions you can ask, why is this important to you? How will it affect your life if you find healthier ways to deal with this? How are things going to be different? 
why is this something that you do not want to have in your life anymore? Okay. Step five and the last step, recognize how you're leaning on God to help you from here and that he is going to be sufficient to provide an answer. Almost like to say, thank you again to the self-sabotaging behavior, but I know my God and he's got it from here. I'm choosing to let him be in charge instead of you. I'm choosing to let him take the reins. I'm choosing to let him be the one who gives me the specific steps in that moment that's going to be different from what you had led me to believe or what I had fallen into as a behavior. And recognizing that we're making that conscious choice to make something different and that God is on our side and he's going to help us is huge. This is so powerful because we can remind ourselves again that he's the one who's created these needs in us. He's the one who meets the needs of all the people on the earth. And so he's going to show me a healthy way. He wants me to have an abundant life. He's going to show me how to have an abundant life and, and to meet these needs in a healthy way. So again, step five, recognizing how you're leaning on God to help you from here. You can say things like, thank you again for enter the self-sabotaging behavior. Thank you again for the relief you gave me through binge eating. But I know that God has a different, healthier way for me moving forward. I want to trust him and I believe that what he offers is going to give me more satisfaction, more comfort, more whatever the need is. I believe that that is what I need moving forward and I'm trusting and leaning on him to provide that. So this five-step process, as you can see, is powerful. It is very releasing. It is very freeing. It is so powerful to be able to just lay this out and to just say, look, I know that this was helpful, but it hurt me. I'm going to try something else. It's important to me because I don't want to stay in this behavior anymore. It hurts me. And God's going to give me the answers to know how to do this. Going through something as simple as this reminds you that you're in control of how you think and act. It reminds you that no matter how you've acted in the past, you have the opportunity to try something different right now, and you are actively deciding to do something different. It also is effective because it allows you to change behaviors with grace and compassion. It's not you yelling at yourself and condemning yourself for once again being in this behavior. It's saying, I understand. I understand why I did this. It did feel good in the moment. And yet God's given me the grace to be able to say, my beautiful daughter, I want you to choose something different that's healthier. I'm going to give you the tools to do it. So this is so powerful, but too, because it focuses on grace and compassion. And lastly, it gives you a tangible just stopping point to break up with the behavior. It's kind of like that moment where maybe you were dating somebody, you know, those moments where you're like, all right, like these things bother me. They bother me. I need to do something about them. But finally, you're like, look, we got to have a conversation. We just need to call this off. That moment where you're like, I'm breaking up with this self-sabotaging behavior. So it's a it's a tangible way to say, no more. I'm done with this. And in terms of something like brain priming, parts of this might be something to include in a brain priming. It's not going to be formatted the same. And we certainly don't want to emphasize behaviors or thoughts that we don't want anymore in a brain priming. But the idea behind it could definitely relating to some of these deeper brain priming contents and statements that we're, we do come up with. And if you're asking what is brain priming, um, there is an episode, again, I can link to the episode on brain priming to help you learn more about this neurological process, this proven neurological strategy that we use inside the Christian Mindset Makeover to figure out what those core broken soundtracks are around our identity, around worth, around enough, around love, those things. And we figure out what is that message that we need to hear 
that our brain can go to, our subconscious mind can go to, to have a different response that's in line with what God says. So we use this as a specific process. It's a 67-day process that we walk you through. We create this and we you would use that for 67 days to rewire the core subconscious thought patterns. And it's very helpful as an underlying support as we break free from self-sabotaging behavior. And again, we talked about that in the episode with Angela, that it's a great, great support for that. And then this part is the part of support of making a different decision in the moment. So Both of these parts are included in the Christian Mindset Makeover. I highly encourage you to check that out. It's christianmindsetmakeover.com and would love to have you inside there. All right. Next week, we are going to continue talking about these top mindset questions, but we are going to shift topics a little bit to another hot button issue. I can't wait to explore it with you then. Take care and I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. Please go to christianmindsetcoachpodcast.com and click on podcast in the menu to get the full show notes and more information on the resources that we talked about. And don't forget to subscribe and to leave a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much in advance. I'll see you back here for the next episode.